What's up, guys? My name is Solomon Barry. And my name is Josh Kaplan. And welcome back to Round the Realm. For this episode, we have one of the more recognizable players in all of Roundnet, the blonde-bearded Zeus, Clark Marshall. How are you doing? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been Compton here a few times, haven't I? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. But, yep, I'm are Clark you- Marshall. I play for Team Triple Lizard, so... Glad to be here. Sweet. Sweet. Speaking of player comparisons, Josh? Yeah. So, you know, we here at Round the Realm love to do player comparisons. And, you know, we were talking to Clark about what he wanted to do for his player comparisons. And, you know, disc golf was brought up. Um, other things were brought up, board games maybe. But but the one that we settled on, the one that Clark really settled on in his heart were Disney characters. And, you know, I think if that doesn't tell you a little bit about who Clark is, then nothing else will. So we are going to go ahead and jump in and list off some Disney characters for you, Clark. And you are going to give us your round net player comparisons for these Disney characters. So all right, jumping right in, we have possibly the most iconic, the, the classic Disney character, Mickey Mouse. All right. And you said it. So like when I think of Mickey Mouse, I think of like, original disney right so like what um it's like the face of disney exactly face of disney world um been there since the beginning and then like mickey as a character is just like you know a sweetheart and so like when i like think of a player that kind of fits all those i thought of joel graham because like he's been around since the beginning it's a good one um like he's on the spike ball box on the spike van so like he's kind of the face of commercial spike ball i guess and then, like, obviously, he's just the nicest dude in the world. So that kind of fits with that as well. Oh, man. That was so many, so many different connections. I love that. Yeah. That's, and I mean, you can't, Joel Graham is just the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, Father Joel, like, literally the nicest guy around that. Everyone talks about how nice he is. It's, that's incredible. Totally. And like, fun fact, I guess you said Father Joel, he is kind of like my spike dad. He was at the <sighs> first tournament I was at. And, like, the way he, like, took, me like under his wing and like that's like what that's what brought me back so mm-hmm. special place that's in my awesome. heart for sure speaking that of is. which fun but also sad fact i've never met joel never even been at a tournament that he's been at oh my goodness solomon you are missing out absolutely missing out never been at a tournament that's impressive because you guys together have played a lot of tournaments so i know it's wild dude covid oh did us all dirty yeah all right, well, after that killer start, we're going to move right on to a different kind of character. You know, you think Mickey, you think cute, fun, lovable. You know, we've got... Just you don't think specimen. that with this person, Solomon? Cute and fun? No, I think, you know, raw athletic specimen, <laughs> Tarzan swinging from the trees. Okay, so Tarzan, unfortunately, this is the only one that I have just like a purely physical comparison the rest of them i'm gonna try to do like a little bit deeper connection um, you know what i would say that's 96 percent of this character i, I mean yeah, like, <laughs> sure, yeah he doesn't say much but um so yeah tarzan you know he's like shirtless and like kind of wild and lanky um you know got the hair going on mm-hmm. and so i i went with church for that oh okay. you know I what i, could, I thought you know, we were going in a different direction 
Did you? Hey, yeah. were you thinking Preston, Josh? I was thinking Buddy. Oh, oh man, I could have seen Buddy too. I was thinking Buddy, but I like the church comparison, especially with the hair and how frequently he has his shirt off. He's almost Did, always shirtless. Yeah, dude. <laughs> th- d- uh, tell me that you couldn't just see him swinging out of some trees, like. I mean, oh, that absolutely. seems like something yeah. he would be doing while so wearing his Birkenstocks. Yeah, just throw him right in the movie. Yeah, and we we'll, like talk about talking too. So Buddy's a more kind of like out there, like loud guy. You know, Tarzan isn't exactly that kind of guy. He fits Church's vibe a little bit more. Man, I, mean, I a few totally ch- agree. Choice words, like yeah, he's a writer. Has exactly. the choice words, really? Yeah. So I feel good about that. Okay, we've got Church for Tarzan. Jumping into one of the most iconic franchises in Disney. You know, Toy Story is is renowned. Um, mm-hmm. Quick, before we get into the character, which one is your favorite, Clark? One, two, three, or four? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Toy Story 3 is probably top three movies of all movies. Wow, oh, wow. okay. So big, big, I, I like this. High on Toy Story 3, so... Yeah, I'm happy to do this one. I I gotta agree with that. I, I mean, you know, the scene at the end of the movie, and it, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, let's be real. You live under a rock, and that's your problem. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, for real. But the scene at the end where they're all linking the arms, and then the claw comes down and saves. Mm. Oh my gosh, tears in my eyes every time. Yep. But yeah, you know, one of the main characters in Toy Story, the main character in Toy Story, I would argue Woody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for Woody. Uh, the first thing that I think of is like the plot of Toy Story 1, right? So he's Andy's favorite mm-hmm. toy. Uh, and then Buzz comes along and he, like, he's the new shiny thing. Um, but like Woody is still Andy's favorite. You know, they have that, whatever, they have the connection. So um, for me, Woody is Caleb Heck. And hear me Ooh, out. Okay. So Caleb Heck, like he was the talk of the town right because he's he's young he's like oh he's got all this potential mm-hmm. and like now that he's like good and like kind of set in stone or whatever we, we're talking about like the new young guns like you know i'm thinking joe and gabe and stuff mm-hmm. um and we like kind of forget that caleb is still stupid young and like he's, he's still like, like two months younger than me or older than no yeah he's he's like 20 maybe so yeah, like, I think yeah, he's like, turning 20 in like January, February. Like that's right. insane. That's crazy. So it's like, crazy. I wonder if Caleb is ever like, guys, I'm still young and like, Ooh. wow, I'm crazy good, you know. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm coming at. The angle I'm coming at it with is like, he's almost like, like the forgotten like gem of like, because he's young and good because like there's it. all these new young good guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you guys think of that? I mean, to kind of go with that, I totally agree. Like, uh, somebody posted in the Facebook Groundnet group a while ago about who is the top 10 under 20 players in the nation. And there was probably 15 players commented before church or someone, I think it was church, goes, guys, Caleb Hack exists. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, a person oh. who's under 20. Oh, yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that take too. And I mean, Woody, like, Woody does have his moments, but overall, very, very nice character, very nice guy, looking out for the best of all the toys. Um, you know, I think that fits Caleb pretty well too. Yep, holds totally himself agree. to a high standard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very true. All right. Like Moving it. on to our next character, not no longer just an inanimate object, kind of a, a fierce person who's you know, going to protect their family at all costs. We got Mulan. 
Okay. So Mulan, I kind of uh, generalized Mulan into like, she wants to be uh, like a capable warrior, right? Like not just like a capable female warrior, but like she wants to be known as like mm-hmm. a capable warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of like drew a parallel between her and Olivia because Olivia is kind of like, yep. she kind of stated that her goal is to hang with in the open field, like be considered in the top 40, hang with the open field, beat ranked teams. And like, so I think just their mindsets alone, I think is a good enough parallel for me because yeah, Olivia is hanging. And so, yeah, without yeah. a doubt is hanging and destroying a lot of top players too, especially right. in a lot of those PRA tournaments. Um, yeah, I mean, her goal, one of, one of her like all time goals, I believe is to win a grand slam. And I mean, yeah, who knows, like with how much she grinds, definitely right. a possibility. She's on, on the trajectory for sure. Yeah. Totally agree. I'm wondering if there's a parallel to be made. And I mean, when you think of Milan, you think of like, I'll make a man out of you, like the ultimate training right. montage. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious if there's a parallel to be made there, you know, but I, it's like hard to say, like, was Olivia like really like, worse than a lot of these other players and then had this like massive like ascension and like growth right and I, yeah, I don't know that personally but it's I'm, i really want there to be a parallel there yeah i and mean like, i, I will say oh sorry Clark. i was just gonna say like when i was thinking about it there there's definitely like some weak spots because mulan yeah i was like clumsy and like you know, had to make the whole transition but yeah just the overall mindset of like i don't i don't want there to be you know i want to be equal with with this group of warriors that's right Right. it's not like i'm just gonna show up with the guys and like be here because i have to it's like no i'm gonna surpass all these guys and destroy them yeah i mean when you're talking about ascension i will say there was there was a time when me and chandler hertzler played her in advanced and (laughs) i i didn't lose which might be a hot take nowadays and I think if you consider the competition she played in that tournament and like they were at her level, mm-hmm. everybody else, all of those players would look at her and be like, wow, like she is shot up from there. Yeah. She's clearly a premier Very player, true. like arguably a top 40 that she's in some people's top 40 list, which is, I would say that's a like a rocket of an ascension. Yeah. Very true. All right. Jumping into our next character. Honestly, one of the most just fun and lovable characters in the Disney franchise. And honestly, a, a newer movie too. We're looking at Olaf from Frozen and more recently Frozen 2, where I think Olaf really has some time to shine. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, you said, it. I mean, fun and lovable. And like when I, I'm thinking of the plot of Frozen, where he kind of comes out uh, out of nowhere, like because you know, Anna and what's his name? Kristoff going through the woods and like mm-hmm. it's kind of a dark time and like kind of comes out and with his like his humor and his fun loving spirit just kind of like brightens it up and like comes out of nowhere. And so for me, that's Michael Sue. Like he came yes. out of nowhere. Yes. Yes. He came out of nowhere with his uh his um what a man gotta do video. Like oh I don't, I'm not sure I know knew who he was. Like yeah. came out of nowhere, and then now it's like every tournament he's at, he's he's bringing that same spirit and like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, even incredible. if you look at some of the ones where maybe he didn't like podium or play with somebody incredible, he you know he won the costume contest, right? Or like 
like uh, I think when he played with Brendan Ferreira, they did Greatest Showman, and he was literally like serving with his cane and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how can you not love the man? He brings it. He brings it in every way. So he really does, and yeah, just like that fun, lovable, like easygoing, like energetic spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael, oh man, that's that's a great comparison. I love that one. Yep. yep. Feel strongly. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. All right. Moving on to another franchise, someone who enjoys being out in the sun, somewhat unlike Olaf. We've got Simba. All right. So Simba, I'm thinking like young and curious and like impressionable. Um, baby Simba. Baby Simba is kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. But then, Going like, through the elephant graveyard. Yep. Yep. But then, like, he's learning from his father, who's the king, um, you know, awesome. and so he's on the way to be a future king. And so I'm thinking Ryder with this. Because, oh. like, so he's, he was, he's young and curious. You know, like, he, he says that he saw, I think, Jackson Stanek doing the reverse cut. So he just, like, was, like, watched it over and over and then, like, taught okay. himself how to do it. Yeah, he just took um, it. it. He made it his own. Right. And then, like, he's learning from his father, Preston. <laughs> You know the king. A good comparison, right? Like that, Preston. Preston's Mufasa in this scenario. Okay. Um, yeah, and it might be on his way to being king. You know, on his way to greatness. I don't know. So who? I just can't in- wait oh, to okay. be king. Okay, so hit it. <laughs> Dang, dude. Had oh my gosh. So I gotta ask Clark in this scenario. Then who is Scar? Because Scar is kind of the one that Ryder would have to take down. Okay. Dang, I didn't think far enough into this, but um, just off the top of your head, who who yeah, would be Scar in this scenario? Hmm. So it's who beat out <laughs> who killed Preston? Uh, yeah, who who killed Preston? Is it is it CS? It could like, be, it's gotta CS. be CS, right? Like like the older guys, evil, that, like yeah. <laughs> they're so evil and just like yeah. And then um, the entire East is the hyenas just mindlessly following. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, if we're going to go in another direction with it, you could also say that uh, Pickleball is Scar. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> Stealing that. him away I, I from Roundnet. Yeah. Or just all of Roundnet. Yeah. Just like the state of Roundnet it is because the lack of rallies. The not change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lack of rallies. Yeah interesting oh man i i have this like beautiful picture in my head right now of just the the scene where simba's running through the savannah and you see mufasa come down on the clouds and if you just like Ryder, i know your editing skills are amazing if we could get a preston like oh, photoshop wants to like mufasa say saying like remember with like riders <laughs> and they're looking up at him that would oh, i man. i would die of happiness that's great what a vision oh man josh really needs to come onto the ideas team for how to round net um (laughs) vision casting that's that's what i'll do holy cow okay jumping into our second to last one here um another female character from a kind of an underrated and overlooked disney movie at times i mean you know we've got beauty and the beast and we're looking at Belle. yeah so Belle, i think of like just sweet and like caring and sees the best in people um and then obviously like smart and well-read. And so like, for me, that's Joelle. I mean, you guys had her on your podcast mm-hmm. and she chose to do player comps with literary characters. Literature. That yeah. is true. Well-read and then like, very well. never been at a tournament with her. She's like mm-hmm. the most supportive person there. And like, doesn't matter what team she's cheering for in her heart or whatever, but she's just gonna like mm-hmm. 
hype everyone up. Um, Very true. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking. So I love that one. I'm it's a big fan of Joel. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we don't have to dive this time into who Gaston and who the Beast are. And then I was <laughs> gonna say, like, I guess that makes me the Beast since we teamed up. Um, so that checks out. There it is. <laughs> and I mean, Clark is a Beast. Like we all know this. A Beast at Roundnet. Exactly. Big, very, to be clear, big hairy Beast. <laughs> oh, all right well this one you know came this in with one. two characters it's not one that we're going to throw one at you later we've got the fun loving duo of timon and pumba hakuna yes. matata. Yep. matata is exactly right that's what i thought of that would be their team name to be clear means no worries right so like it does and fun I, fact, for the, I went uh, to africa the, and they the would literally say hakuna matata to me all the time wow that's sweet. like literally i, I was that's in actually kenya. so dope yeah i was dope. in kenya and i was being like oh shoot like i like forgot this or like i like should have done this or this and they were like oh kuna matata like straight to me and i was like that no. means no worries i know it's what a real means. thing <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. cool <laughs> but yeah so it means no worries and like i apologize ahead of time but i think that is me and my partner andrew <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think I uh I yeah it. just like thinking back so like you know, Simone and Pumbaa got great chemistry. I feel like Andrew and I, like, we kind of thrive off our good chemistry as, like, teammates mm. and, like, as friends. Um, and, like, we don't even, like, we don't get to practice together that much. But, you know, every time we hit the tournament, no worries. I know that chemistry is going to be there. Heck, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm riding with that. Oh, man. What are, what are the odds that we can get some exclusive Trippy Lizard Akuna Matata collab Ooh, gear coming out? I, I would buy this. That yeah. would that would go, I think. Yeah. So who's? I think and, that and would let me definitely clarify slap. this question too. Who is Timon and who is Pumbaa on this team? Jeez. Um, Which I'll one go, do you I'll identify with more? I mean, I mean, I gotta okay. go Pumbaa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I feel more of a Pumbaa than Timon. <laughs> <laughs> very fair. But, very fair. Yeah. Again, you know, vision casting a little bit here. Some Akuna Matata <laughs> trivia lizard. I think round yeah, gear could be definitely something there. a big market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, guys, that wraps up player comparisons. Those are some absolutely banning comparisons coming in from the one and only Pumba, the beast Clark Marshall. <laughs> yeah, guys, next we are going to go ahead and jump into hot seat. Um, one of my favorite segments. Um, we just get to sit down talk with Clark, get to know him a little bit better and ask him some questions, just kind of with the hopes that you guys get to know him as a person a little bit better too, and kind of find out a little bit more about who he is. So yeah, jumping right in Clark. Um, this is a round net podcast. So when did you start playing round net and how did you kind of get more involved in the sport? Yeah. Um, so I think it was like the fall of 2013 is when, uh, me and a couple of my friends found it. So yeah, this is senior year of high school for me. Dang, OG, OG. Um, yeah, Andrew's brother actually found it. His brother went to a small college in Tennessee, or I guess it's in North Georgia, called Covenant. Okay. Yep. A little a little aside there. For a little while, like all of the Southeast like players could attribute that college to wow. where that's like, crazy. Yeah. Like, Harding Brumby somehow had a connection with Covenant. <laughs> wow. Then, like, yeah, he, you know, showed it to David and David showed all these people. So it was like, mm-hmm. there were so many people who could tie it back. To Trace it back. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, Andrew's brother brought it down from there. And then like a couple of us started playing. 
And uh, so there are four of us who kind of got a little more serious and like sought out if there are any nearby tournaments. Um, and so that was, we went to our first tournament in Atlanta and that's where we met Joel and, you know, Nashburg and a few other teams mm -hmm. were there. Harding was there. Um, and then we kind of got hooked. And then like I went off to college in Knoxville and then Andrew and his partner, and I guess my partner were in Chattanooga. So like there was kind of a period there where like I didn't play a ton, but like they were still playing like Andrew and his partner Tucker played as Scenic City. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, I've heard that team name. On, yeah, if yeah. you guys are up on that, around that history. But yeah, they played and like they you know, went to nationals and tournaments and stuff. And then I would like fill in for one of them if one of them. Yeah, could, like, yeah. Okay. So I played probably like two tournaments a year until like 2018, where I played with Tyler Montgomery. As Chocolate, Chocolate Milk. Milk. Chocolate Let's Milk. go. Chocolate I love Milk. that team. Yeah, so then... I started playing more like we went to probably three or four tour stops and then um the next year is when like Andrew and I were like all right it's definitely our turn to do this like this should have been us mm -hmm. all along um so finally teamed up Trippy Lizard never looked back and then like yeah 2019 I played like 12 tour stops like I played uh, yeah. A tennis yeah and then uh here we are here we are it's been a while. What, a, what, what an origin story for Puma. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he was so young, I, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I almost busted out the singing again. Oh, um, <laughs> thanks for withholding. Thanks for yeah. I, I, I wanted to spare the viewers from further <laughs> agony of the ears. Yeah, um, we'll, do it, we'll do it later. <laughs> uh, moving on to. Uh, one more round net question. You're widely regarded as one of the most consistent all-around players in the world, but do you feel like you have any specific or strengths or weaknesses that, you know, help or take away from your game? Definitely. I mean, like you said, I think being consistent is like what I try to rely on the most, you mm -hmm. know, just, yeah, showing up for a whole series, for the whole tournament. Yeah, no um, fault ball. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so like my strengths, I think, would be like just adjusting to like your Whoa. your competition. So like I think I'm pretty good at like if I play someone pool play, then like if I if I end up playing them in bracket play, like any mistakes, I'm like if they ace me a certain way, like I feel like I'm mm -hmm. really good at adjusting to them. And same way with like defending them, I feel like I figure out like their hits and stuff pretty well. Oh. Um, but then I guess on the flip side of that, like the first time I play someone, they may wreck me, but I'll, I'll spin it as a positive. Um, and no, then, I like, like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I totally I agree. Guess. Like even in like the last time I played you when me and uh, Kara played you and Joel, like, like COVID nationals, I got you on the first reverse and then the next two, like they were still decent, but you just, oh, I'm ready for this now. <laughs> yeah. Dang, yeah. So, was, uh, it was right. in a game and he's like, he adjusted that fast. I do. Yeah. I feel like I learn well. Um, but I guess onto weaknesses now, I think like serving's probably like my, my weakness now. Like everyone's got so much serving firepower. Um, and I just like, something I need to work on, need to, need to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a what do you, if, if, if you don't mind giving us a sneak peek, what, what are you working on in the lab right now? Like obviously you have a great cut and a great drop. What's the next step for the lab? Um, I guess like a reverse, like I've started breaking it out a little bit. 
Uh, I don't know if I, I don't even know if I attempted it against you in, in co-ed national. You did but, not, no. Yeah. Uh, I started breaking out a little bit and then like obviously left is always like kind of in the workshop. Um, okay. I, I definitely need to grind it out to where it's like not just a, you know, once a series thing where I can mm -hmm. like actually rely on it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are probably the two, I guess, reverse and then like a consistent left. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's super solid. I think too, it's a testament to, um, I mean, you talk about like serving being your weakness and everyone nowadays is talking like serve ball is rolling round net and stuff like that. I think that's a testament to the fact that you can still be really successful in round net and, and not necessarily like be known for your serves. Cause again, like you're not, you're, it's not like your serves are bad. Like, who are we kidding? Like you're still absurd at serving with cats. Yeah. They're but it, but it's still, it's, it's a testament to the fact that it's, you don't need to just have the most absurd serves to be a top right. player in round net. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and per your point too, I, it goes like to show again, the, the impact and, and the, the emphasis that needs to be placed on, on mental strength and like adjustment, like you talked about in round mm -hmm. net too. I think I still remember watching the, series of you and Fitzy versus Preston and Ryder and being mm. really impressed with how quickly you and Fitzy adjusted to Ryder's reverse compared to a team like Spikers that kind of just put their heads down and got wrecked yeah. by the entire hey, You know what? I'll say it. A team <laughs> who still hasn't really adjusted to reverses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it, it's again, it shows that it's such a, a needed skill and especially in tournaments like that's i mean we'll i'm sure we'll talk about tyler later but that's one of the things that tyler is phenomenal at mm -hmm. when it comes to round it is seeing stuff that players do and adjusting to that um and and something that you obviously do very well too that's a very undervalued skill because it's not as showy and it's not as you can't right. do as much like cool stuff yeah, it's hard to it's that. hard to see someone that does that well but yeah exactly Exactly. Cool. All right. Jumping into our next question. So a pretty frequent topic of conversation on some of the Zoom calls that we have is, you know, who would win in a fistfight in round? And it's actually something that you discussed on the most recent How to Round That video where Preston and you guys dive into some hot sauces. So I'm just curious, like straight up, who would you take in a fistfight, you or Preston? Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. Like, when you phrase it as a fist fight, that almost to me like entails some sort of like anger. Um, and I, I don't consider myself a super angry dude. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Preston's got something he can like tap into, you know, maybe, mm -hmm. the, maybe the national championship loss. I don't know. <laughs> something he can tap into. Yes. Yeah. Like, generate some anger. Um, so I'll, I'll lean him on, I'll lean him on that one. Okay. Yeah. That's that's respectable, yeah. Just gotta start shouting anything about CS towards Preston right. and, and Helen <laughs> see, hands. See, here's the thing though. Like, yes, he he's he's more excitable, but I feel like once they got he like came at you once, like your reach is better, and you just like you start taking him out a little bit. I mean, we like, talk about strengths. One of your strengths, Clark, in round net is adjusting. You're so, right. Like once this fight happens. So, yeah. And then once that, and once the adjustment happens, like just, you know, punch him on the, in the face a couple of times, uh, that's reaching right. down for you. Like you've got him by a good four or five inches. Right. If we're talking just purely like this, like, sure, I'm taller and like maybe longer, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to dive deep here. I think he's got something. Like, yeah. I think just for a fist fight, I think he might have something I don't in the, in the anger category. Yeah. I can see it. I can definitely yeah. see it. 
That's fair. You know, if we're going to get real hot, maybe uh, maybe he's got some pent-up anger from losing to CS a couple times at Nationals in a row. Um, <laughs> could be. Preston, don't hate me. Um, <laughs> but moving on to a new question. We mentioned that Preston, you know, has some problems with pickleball stealing him from round net. Clark, you've been known to dabble in a little bit of disc golf. And by that, I mean, you're really good. Which one do you prefer to play on an average day? Even even known to vlog a little bit, which, by the way, are high-quality vlogs. Thank you. Thanks I love the disc golf vlogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that I mean, that honestly touches on, like, part of my answer. So, if you're asking just straight up, like, do I like disc golf or spike ball better or round it better? Um, so, I've never actually played in a disc golf tournament or anything. Really? So, wow. Yeah. So, wow. the fact that, like, I invest a lot of my time to go to the, you know, spike ball tournaments all over mm-hmm. and like that's a huge part of why i like the you know spike ball community and the sport around it is sure. because of the tournament atmosphere and then just like the community involvement um so that is like a huge advantage around that mm-hmm. um, but if we're comparing like comparing would i rather go play pickup or rather go play like around a disc golf mm-hmm. then i'd probably lean around a disc golf just because what i love about around you know around it is the tournaments yeah Mm -hmm. um and then like along with that like i really enjoy disc golf content so like i follow a lot of pro yeah right i follow a lot of disc golf bloggers and then like joe is such a great job of just Mm -hmm. putting out good quality content yeah um so that you know that's a big advantage to disc golf overall i mean i have to lean i have to lean around it just because like i'm way more invested but yeah uh, i'm a big I'm sure a big, i like that answer yeah yeah um yeah, i would be very curious yeah. to see you do a disc golf tournament sometime i'm actually that. going to so yeah um, yep so i i pulled out of the christmas plastic Whoa. to play a disc golf tournament Ooh, <laughs> that's that's sick. Sick. Like, i i'm trying to tone down like the traveling um Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a disc golf tournament in Knoxville, and so Ooh, there it is. All right, well, uh, let us know when you win. Golden opportunity. Um, <laughs> you I'm gonna could play and, like, vlog it. I may I may take some videos. I don't know. That would be dope. Who mm-hmm. on a on a side dope. note, who were you playing with at the Christmas Classic? I was gonna play with Joe Bondi. Oh wow! Wow, that adds that another team. Wow, okay, that would have been. Feel, I'm definitely upset, but like. I feel good about doing less traveling for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Yeah. I had to pull out as well once they changed yeah. the date and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately. So it, it's but. tough. I was definitely super pumped, but yeah. That's all right. It makes a lot of sense. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a good point, too, that you bring up that we'll hopefully we'll continue to talk about as a community is the fact that disc golf has a lot of really good content, like mm-hmm. a lot of really good content. Joe Mez Pro are really high quality produced videos. Um, Simon Lazote, I've been watching his channel a little bit. I know he's probably your yeah. favorite, Clark, but he's doing a lot of cool vlogs and then also going through like player rankings in terms of like forehand, like backhand, different things right. like that. Yeah. Um, just really, really high quality content. And so as I think, I mean, that's part of why Solomon and I started this podcast is because we want to see content creation grow in Roundnet um, and definitely think there's a huge area for that. But just a, a, a note to Roundnet as a whole in the entire community, if you're even kind of on the edge of thinking of doing some kind of content creation, jump in and do it because there's a huge space and a huge market for it. 
For sure. Absolutely. Clark, quick, quick question. I mean, this not everybody will know this, but who is your favorite disc golfer? Yeah. So it is, it is definitely Simon. Um, okay. And that's like part of what drew me is because like he's so good at every, like he's so good at drawing in the fan. Um, and so like he's, he's great on social media, great on YouTube. Um, even just like his play style is like very, I guess like showy or aggressive. Like you were friendly like, kind of. Yeah. He, he likes to do, go for the big aggressive lines and, um, you know, he does trick shots and that kind of thing. So, and he's just like super happy, go lucky, fun guy. So sweet. Yeah. He's probably my favorite. And then, um, I like Eagle McMahon if we're counting, but oh. Eagle is definitely someone I actively root against, but really, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But, the, but that's, you need that, you know, you need someone who's like, it's true. I don't want him to win and I'd rather yeah. whoever he's facing to win. So yeah, I like, I like him and uh, Kevin Jones because he's from Arkansas. Okay. Kevin, yep. Kevin is, is definitely right up there with Simon in terms of my favorites. I will, I'll throw mine in here real quick. I'm kind of a big Ricky Wysocki fan. No. All right. He's a Ricky guy. See, that's who I cheer against. If we're really honest. <laughs> Ricky's also like, yeah. Cause I'm, I also, lean paul McBeth. i do okay I like, as well kind yeah. of one the other. do you like paul or do you like Rick? exactly um so like i i'd probably cheer for paul in, in the in that face off but that's fair that's fair i watched a lot of jomez pro videos and saw that paul was winning a lot of them and was like right. well i i don't want to root for the guy like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> just comes every like time. It, it would be hard yeah. just like okay this guy but i understand it i totally understand it and paul seems like and a great guy and obviously an incredible player. Yeah. All right. Jumping into our next question. Um, I don't know that a lot of people know this, Clark, but what do you actually do for your job or your occupation? Oh my. So I am a civil engineer, um, which oh. is like kind of broad, but I, I do transportation and like traffic sort of work. So roadway design and then like traffic studies and uh okay stuff like that that's dope yeah that's you're actually the second civil engineer we have had on the podcast now mm-hmm. really who else you and jacob pear mm-hmm. okay i didn't know pear's been on here yep yeah. yep pear i believe you know so civil is a very big field he does Obviously. like water resources type stuff that sounds accurate um yeah but yeah that's basically cool. you're a lot smarter than us that's <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> as a business major, I feel like I can say that. I am also a business major. Yeah, as, as two business majors, I feel like we're qualified to say that you are a lot smarter. Than At the very least, you have more drive and decided to get a harder degree. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, make, whatever way you want to think about it. All right, moving on. Yeah, let's move on before people fall asleep. <laughs> But uh, moving on to another one of your your pursuits, you've been known to disc golf, you've been known to play a little round net, but you've also been known to to, to game a little bit, to do a little mm-hmm. board game action. So you know, what are your some of your favorites? And give us, I don't know, let's yeah. let's do a couple different like, because obviously you got your card, your deck sure. building games, your board games. Give us like a couple different categories and give your top yeah. each. Um, so what I mean. I think some of my favorite games are would probably be considered like party games. So like, because okay. I, I like games where like 
you kind of learn someone's personality through it. Yeah. So I'm thinking games like, yeah, I'm thinking games like, uh, like social deduction games like Werewolf, or like Mm, you guys are playing Chameleon. Like just Mm -hmm. games. I haven't played Chameleon. Chameleon's fun. Games where like, yeah, you you get involved, you get arguing, you get talking. Mm. Chandler Um, loves Werewolf. Yep. Yep. And so yeah, I had a fun, a lot of fun playing in Utah with Chandler. And then like kind of on that same vein like charade type like description. i love charades yes like or very like, underrated um, yeah so like fishbowl or like code names oh, fishbowl so good code yeah, names is good we just got a harry yeah. potter's code names actually for christmas Ooh. Oh my. yeah that'd be yeah, fun it just came out it's pretty fun um so those like even though they're super like simple those are kind of like my favorite games overall but if we're going like board games or like more chill or like uh, a little bit more complex like i like dead of winter um azul and then yeah, like, i keep hearing about azul and i haven't I played it yet it was fun yeah it's like it's really like visually satisfying um and then it's like yeah just kind of chill oh, yeah okay. and then like uh Catan is obviously like a classic yeah, obviously the yeah. classic okay. the classic winner yeah very nice yeah now clark we've come to this point in the podcast where <laughs> We now present to you the most important um, question that we could ever ask anyone. Um, I'd go so far as to say that if you answer this wrongly, your top ten no longer is objectively true. So you need you need to get this right. A lot on the line here. Clark Marshall, what is your favorite cereal? I feel so basic because oh it's, no, it's, it's cinnamon toast crunch. How Let's go! Yes. Yes. So, I'm, so that is like, of course, that's my favorite. But I'm gonna say another. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very high on honey nut Cheerios with banana slices. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Add the that banana is, slice flair in there. It's yeah. My have you ever had them with frozen blueberries? No, they're also good that way. Really. Yeah, well, I'll give that Let's a try. Put them in the milk. It's also quite good. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, cinnamon toast crunch. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. Guys, you you don't have the video of this yet for the for the podcast, but if you did, you would have seen my face go from just disappointed <laughs> to just pure joy when he said cinnamon toast <laughs> crunch. Mm-hmm. That's glad incredible. I can answer that one correctly. Yeah, Clark. Well right. done. Now that now that he's given us the correct answer for that one, <laughs> let's move on to top ten, where Clark gives us his absolutely factual, one hundred percent, objectively true, <laughs> unarguably undebatable top ten round net players yep. in the world, not just the U.S. but in the world right now. All right. Though if he, though if he has somebody who's not in the U.S., I'm gonna say it's not objectively. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys like me to start at one, start at 10? What are we feeling? Uh, we're thinking 10 to one. Yeah, 10 all the way up to one. Okay. All right. At 10, I have Gabe. Oh. Okay. Yep. So. Gabe uh, Finacci. Gabe Finacci. I believe it's Finacci. It, no, it's Finacci. Oh, Finacci. It is. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard him say it. Finacci. Okay. Yep. Finacci. is who I have at 10. Um, I think he, you know, he's had a lot of great results. Um, I've played him twice now, played him a couple weekends ago with me and Grant, him and Andrew. Um, 
the reason I have him at 10, I think some people have had him higher, right? Uh, I believe mm-hmm. Preston had him at like four and Chandler had him at three. Yeah, so the reason I don't have him that high is um, when Grant and I played him, like it was a little late in the day, the balls were a little bit flatter um, and like he just straight up wasn't as effective. Gotcha. You know, um, and so like, obviously he's had plenty of results that can shoot him into the top 10 and like he's yeah. proven that at, at his best he can be higher but that's where he landed for me that's fair yeah no I agree I think some people love to focus on specific results or ones where they played him and he mm-hmm. popped off that tourney but sure. obviously he's also had tourneys where he didn't do quite as well like, like he lost to I think he got fourth in the tournament that you and Grant played him at um yeah he lost a roundabouts in the third place game as well, mm-hmm. which you would normally expect him and Andrew to probably win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he's had a couple other ones in the East where he didn't necessarily take first or podium. Right. So yeah, I like great. I like that at 10. Yeah. Um, and then moving on at nine, I have Coleman. Ooh, okay. Coleman, gotcha. a person, one half of the world renowned roundabouts. Yeah. And Coleman's someone who, like, I play a ton, and I play him at pretty much every tournament we're both at. Mm-hmm. I pick up with him a lot, and, like, I'm glad to see that he's had, like, a ton of great results. Um, and then, yeah, he's a nine. Quick, he's, like, quick question. Are you including yeah. yourself in this top ten? Uh, should I? Uh, yes. Okay, I am. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just – I was I'm just excited to see where you and where you have yourself yeah and like especially versus coleman and stuff yeah and i mean coleman's like he's he's proven that he's his all-around game is like Mm -hmm. like i'd say early on like so he's been playing for i guess two years now like last year he'd probably say like maybe setting or hitting was his weak weakness but like now he's like he's a great hitter um yeah great server receiver great server yep i'm excited to see like how him and travis do yeah Almost a kind of reminiscent of you in that he is very consistent again. Mm-hmm. He might have a little more serving power, but he has kind of the same arsenal as you. Yeah, he has a great cut, solid drop now, which is something he's established more this year than he did yeah. last year. And I guess he also has a big jam, but he lands them very frequently um, compared to some players at least, which I think yeah. helps his the rest of his game, which is just not getting broken very much. And yeah. you know, putting an effort on defense. Yep. Yep. So that's my nine. And okay. at eight, I have Ryder. Okay. Ryder. Nice. And, and like, I think Ryder's someone who could be much higher. Like, I think Ryder is very good. Um, he hasn't got to prove it on like the biggest of stages, I guess. Like, I mean, he's, he played Utah Nationals and then like some big Utah tournaments, but he hasn't got to play in a tour, like a premier tour stop yet i don't think yeah um and then yeah like he's a great player and like has all the skills and he's learning very fast um but like i guess the one thing right now like why he wouldn't be higher is that like him and preston probably should not have lost to frederick and cade yeah that's that's probably the biggest upset in a long of the season honestly yeah I would yeah, say so. Yeah, very uh, overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like, yeah, there there is that potential, like, oh, why they lose Ryder had an off 
you know, didn't get yeah. many starts on him. Like, for sure. And yeah, I think that's something you might see happen a little more often, even when he's not playing yeah. with Preston every time. Because say what you want about Preston's serve consistency, maybe mm-hmm. everything else he does is so good, so consistently. Like his right. setting is going to be perfect mm-hmm. on recovery sets. His mm-hmm. hitting is a put away. Like, yeah. so playing with somebody who's maybe not quite so consistent, who doesn't give you that mental boost that, hey, I'm playing yeah. with a you know, top, yeah. whatever. I guess we'll find out soon what yeah. number he is. But yeah. uh, top whatever player in the world, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Ryder does next year. Yeah. yeah. And I think we got a glimpse of it seeing him play with Grant at Utah Nationals. I think I think everyone yeah. would agree that Ryder is clearly the better player on that team. And they still did, did very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you look at Utah Nationals and the field is not nearly as deep as official tournaments that we're going to see. And so when he, when he has to face a lot of teams that are very consistent and very good in some of those top, top teams, it'll be really interesting to see if his consistency and his skills kind of measure up over the progress of an entire now two day tournament in that. Yeah. Agreed for sure. All right. Moving on to number seven. Number seven is where I put myself. Yes. Okay, cool. So I, I like that. seven, yeah. Um, Lark Marshall. And, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I strive to be higher on this list maybe by the end of next year. Um, but right now I think, yeah, I think that's a good spot for me. Uh, I think I'm one of the more consistent players. Like, I feel like I have a very high floor. Mm-hmm. Um, working to get my <laughs> – Sorry, you're writing a, you're writing it down. He said, "AKA Pumbaa the Beast." <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's a good spot for me. I, what do you guys think? I definitely agree. I think, in terms of just floor versus ceiling, your floor is definitely the highest on this list. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know who you have above, but you, I would also argue, have one of the highest floors in the entire game, if not the highest, which definitely helps you. Uh, and then also just your results from this year are very hard to argue with. You've gotten first at a lot of big tournaments, uh, a couple you played with Kevin. Um, and just, yeah, I think seven is a great place for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would agree too. Um, and I look at it a lot. Um, we, we talked about how you and Coleman are, are pretty similar players in a lot of regards, just super solid all around and in, in different skills and abilities and things like that. Um, and I, I think the clear can like consensus that anyone would reach is that, you're a better player than Coleman and even a little bit more consistent than Coleman, who's still regarded as a pretty consistent player. Um, and, and so I think it, it fits in relation to that. And I think, uh, again, overall, I mean, you look at your results and, and the success that you've had and that Trippy Lizard has had as a team. And it's really tough to contend with that and to basically say that you'd be any lower than that. Um, especially yeah, even- I mean, you guys were ranked number three coming into this season for a reason. It, it, I'd like be really surprised to see a team that's ranked number three, not have a player in the top 10. And I think yeah. out of all the players that we've listed so far, you are definitely above the other three on this list. Yeah. I mean, even one more thing is that like all of your results this year, which have been incredible, have been without your normal partner. You haven't been yeah, playing with Andrew, true. which yeah. you would probably think is where your peak or at least one of your peaks is mm-hmm. going to be when you're playing with the person you play with the most. And we haven't even seen a tournament with you guys really. So hopefully yeah, can't so. wait for that to happen. 
Yeah. 2021 <laughs> cannot come soon enough. I knew it. Cool. All right. All right. Um, number six. Yeah. Move, moving to number six. Uh, six and five were probably the hardest for me, like, okay, to figure out. Um, at six, I put Max Modell. Yes. Wow. That's the fourth time we have had Max at six. Really? Maybe, maybe that's, third, but still, that's crazy. Yeah. I think. I think it's a good spot for him. I think he's mm-hmm. like, I, I really like his game. I think he's like super solid, great defender, um, does not make a lot of mistakes, a grinder. Yep. Um, I'm excited to watch, you know, have them back in the, in the yeah. field. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about I Max mean, a lot on this podcast. Um, and I, I think again, for good reason, um, he is, I, we, I, again, this is nothing against Cole, as a player, but I think Max is clearly the better player on Hilltop and the one that, that brings a lot of that energy and, and a lot of that kind of intensity to Hilltop as a team. I mean, I remember playing them in an independent tournament way back when, and I was like, um, me and the guy that I was playing with were kind of hanging with him for the first part of the series. And, and Max really kind of started to like talk to Cole and like, all right, Cole, like, let's go, let's get going. And they just started wrecking us. Um, <laughs> It was it was absurd. But the things that we're seeing, I mean, even they they produced a, an entire series against Robbie and Donald Fun of New Jersey. And looking at, I haven't I haven't actually watched the series yet, but looking at the stats, it looked very one sided. Yeah. I I watched the first game. I believe it was twenty one to ten. Um, oh my gosh! And it, what was so weird to me was that like, I it they just made Robbie and Donald look bad it wasn't that they were being super flashy or like right. just doing something that made them look insane they made their opponents look bad which arguably yeah. is harder to do than look flashy yourself yeah just um yeah. on everything and yeah exactly. for sure like they got multiple touches up which is amazing in a land of no rallies a realm of no rallies you might say yeah. um <laughs> and then max i think had you know multiple runs of two or three aces in th- just yeah. the first game yeah. So, and I think you bring up a good point with that, Solomon. Something that people don't realize about Hilltop. I mean, we we forget that Hilltop was like going head to head with CS back in the day. Um, but a lot of the hype around Hilltop was like, these are two insane serve ballers that have these flashy serves and and skills and are the young guns in the yeah. sport. And I think we forget, you know, that that point that like these guys are just super solid overall players, mm-hmm. especially Max. I mean, you look at Max like defensively and so getting absurd touches so quick getting touches that like you would expect fitzy like to be the only person who's capable of getting um and and different things like that and even just hitting my hilltop has to be one of the top hitting teams in the nation they just really don't make a lot of mistakes um i i i love that ranking i will the one thing i will ask clark is what do you think um separates max's game and your game because you have him one spot above you um the fact that he's a lefty <laughs> yeah uh, that's like that's a fair, fair yeah yeah that's uh, a very that, fair response <laughs> that alone is such like such an advantage uh, mm-hmm. just always attacking a weakness of of your opponent yeah um, yeah that's probably it i mean he's he's probably a better defender um so yeah i'll give him i'll give him those yeah, yeah. sure all right well Moving on to the one you said was really hard to separate. Five, yeah. Five. Uh, number five, I have Travis. So those two. To okay, me, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And Travis, I think, you know, a lot of the similar things as the guys behind, you know, kind of in this similar tier. Uh, but I think what separates him is his intensity, honestly. Like, he is, yeah. such a he is such a killer. Like, I just remember watching him at Nationals play against, like, CS. Yeah. Like, this dude is just, like, here for it. Here for, like, the moment. Here Thrives for, in the big moment. Absolutely thrives. So, um, and, you, like, yeah, you, great Justin, and Coleman all had him almost exactly the same spot. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. for the same reason as well. Just his intensity, his insane competitiveness. Yeah. I I remember watching that series live and then watching the videos afterwards too. And just like, it's there, there are people that are loud and round net sometimes and will like yell, but it feels kind of like cheesy and forced at times. I remember like watching Travis get aces in that series and just turn to Jared, like, let's go, Jared. And like, just like being like, this is like a kind of intensity that we have like rarely ever seen. He's like, in round net, foaming at the mouth, like, yeah absolute animal yeah and he gets like the walk going after he gets an ace to the next spot and you can tell like he is in the zone like he's again it's i mean he was a college athlete like it's that mindset and that drive that he has yeah yeah for him it's like yeah i feel like he can kind of tap into something that maybe the guys behind him yeah so um and then at four is where i have ty tyler tyler chizik and i know you might have either said it or I might have misheard you, but you said for you, he wasn't the top 10, right? I guess you said right now. I, I, I you know what? He's not going to listen to this. I have no problem saying it. <laughs> right now, I don't think he's a top 10 player. Now, I and I'm going to, you know, put in my qualification, give him two weeks of, of him, like, actually playing pickup because I don't think he's really played pickup in at all in, no, no. in COVID. Um, and, which yeah. is fair with COVID and what everything, but give him two weeks. And I do think he's top 10, you know, probably you know, top five. Uh, yeah. But right now I don't have a top 10. And like, I, I get that reasoning, but I think what Josh said earlier about like how Skyler and buddy, like it yeah. just for, for that skill set, it doesn't matter. You're going to come back and you're going to like, you're just going to, put away every hit your sets are going to be perfect like he's has every skill that doesn't go away like mm-hmm. yeah, get, at first he may get ace a little bit more but like that's just he's gonna it's gonna come like yeah it's gonna be the serves that he hasn't seen it's gonna be like okay seen it i'm back you know like i don't think him being away drops him that much okay. yeah I, I would agree with that completely um and i think i i mentioned this earlier when we were talking before we started recording um but uh, again, you look at guys like Skyler, you look at guys like Buddy um, who have stepped away from the game for significant periods of time and they come back in and it feels like they barely missed a beat. Um, and, and, you know, I think, again, it like it take Tyler one game yeah. to get back into the rhythm of things. I mean, it's just like when you have played and that, that's the other thing. It's not like Tyler kind of like rose in, in like a year and was like good for a year and then wasn't good. Like, no, he has been at the top of the game for the yeah. past three or four years. And even when he wasn't on CS, like, I mean, CS won three straight national titles. Even before that, the rookies were still one of the top teams right. in round net. Um, and, and so I think when you've been around the game that long, it's it's tough to just lose that skill and not be able to gain yeah. that back quickly. Like it's even like from muscle memory, like there's a certain amount of muscle memory that he still has for the sport. Yeah. And, and I think guys like you, 
and Coleman have proven that you don't need to be a super heavy serve baller to be dominant in round. Yeah. I think, I think Tyler, again, I think everyone would agree that Tyler's not a heavy serve baller anymore in the least and probably exactly. below average server if we're being honest, but yeah. um, everything else in his game is, is just absurd and hitting setting quickness and, and defense and then ability yeah. to adjust to. And I mean, we, we talk about to an under like valued strength in round net mental strength, you're going to be tough to find people that have more mental strength in the game right. than someone like Tyler or PJ. Never, never out of it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel good about keeping him in the, in the top four, even though he's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, now that we've gotten embarrassing Solomon's takes out of, out, out of the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't disagree with it, what you guys are saying. Um, well, okay, I take it back. Obviously, I do disagree, but I see where I see what, what I mean is I see your line of reasoning. And obviously, mm-hmm. I've never played Tyler. I think Clark at yep. least has. Um, I don't know if Josh has. Yeah. But yeah, so both of you guys have played him. So you have a better viewpoint as well. So yeah. Tyler at four. Who we've got at number three? At number three, I have Caleb Heck. Okay. And okay. So I guess, I mean, I don't have to like, qualify Caleb at all for the top four but I guess what separates him from the two in front of him I guess has to be like consistency yeah um, and that may be like part of him you know as we said he's 20 years old it may be like a mental thing um where 19. like he's he's yeah geez he's 19, <laughs> he's 19. Um, bro what the heck so anyways yeah like maybe, Frick, maybe man, I'm that, 21 like, what <laughs> You old man. I'm a, gosh, what do I do? Um, yeah, so maybe that's like why sometimes if he's having like a less than good serving game or whatever, he may, you know, kind of is a little bit out of it. Um, and that's really, that's all there is to say about it. Like, obviously he has every skill. He's sure. sick. Um, but that's maybe yeah. what separates him from the, the two in front of him. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. On to number two is where I have Preston. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then so one is Solomon. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so one is <laughs> Andrew Card is what do you have typed here? Uh, no PJ. Yeah, I think PJ is so between Preston and PJ, um, I think all there is to say is that Preston hasn't beaten PJ. And yeah. PJ is sick. And, then, you know, you can make all the same arguments, like, oh, he hasn't played that much. But PJ, again, is like, uh, yeah. he's going to come back. He's going to play one game, and then he's going to be a killer. Um, and he does have a reverse. I will say that. Yeah. And, and, and that's the big difference that between the morning Tyler. Out. You know what I mean? He probably, like, yeah honestly whatever saw someone messing around he's like okay i can definitely do that yeah but um yeah what i mean what do you guys think about pj over preston i like it i I, again i think the clear case is like preston's number one because he's played and he's been dominant but i mean i think i think the clear case is pj because preston hasn't beaten pj like if you want to talk about just raw like round net skill pj is the peak yeah I don't, there's, you can't get like the way that, uh, and again, I like, I hate to go off of like, 
eye test. And it's not, I actually, I, I shouldn't even say that because it's not even eye test. It's results like PJ's consistently beaten Preston. Um, but eye test too. I mean, I've never seen someone look more like silky and smooth playing round net yeah. than PJ. Smooth and in control and just like, and, and just confident and like yeah. comfortable. And yeah, exploits every part of the game, like milks it for all it's worth. Yeah. Um, Continuing yeah, yeah. my roles, my role as devil's advocate. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. Uh, I actually have Caleb number one. Um, okay. Ooh. I just think, yes, he was four, might be a little lower than those two guys, uh, but his ceiling for me is high, like yeah. higher than theirs by enough to put him above mm-hmm. them. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I obviously probably, I probably have Preston above PJ as well. Um, for the reasons that we've talked about, you know, yeah. Josh mentioned them. Just mm-hmm. he hasn't been playing. The one time he did play, I think he went out in quarters playing with Corey Esch. Uh, he lost a roundabouts. Yeah. Um, and I mean, also the thing to remember too, yeah. though, is like Preston hasn't exactly been playing as consistently as everyone thinks. Right, Preston. That's true. Has That's lost. true. Yeah, no, Preston definitely has some losses. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, yeah. Saw like when he and um rider lost to caden fred as far as i know they didn't really play that much leading up to that yeah. and that shows like you play a very good team mm-hmm. and you can lose because you haven't been playing as much and again frederick hinkle in my mind is a very good player i yeah. hadn't even really heard of i i wouldn't have heard of Cade and if i wasn't a college student just because he's on cal poly and, and playing right. like that but i wouldn't have heard of him if i was just kind of like out of college and and still into round net, but mm-hmm. Preston and Ryder still lost to him. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I'm, and I think you can shuffle those around and make a yeah. case in every way. Yeah, um, which is a totally. good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I yeah. think. And I mean, twenty twenty one will tell. Again, like like I said before, I see the line of reasoning. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it's just like. Yes, Preston has had some bad results, but PJ's only had one result. And so for me, it's just the lack of playing. It, Correct. I know yeah. why you guys are saying he's like yeah. that he stays up. Yeah. I just can't make it work in my head. Uh, so that's why I just, but this is Clark Marshall's objectively factual yep. top 10. Mm-hmm. So I take it back. I don't disagree. Um, Preston, if you disagree right. with Clark, too bad because you left him off your list so you have <laughs> that's true yeah. Preston has no room to talk yeah get out of here <laughs> oh my god yeah cool yeah so that again like Solomon said purely objective factual non-disputable top 10 list um if you guys do for some reason disagree which i can't imagine that you would for any reason whatsoever let me and Solomon know and you can come on the podcast and give your top 10 yeah yeah. If you disagree, you got to have your own. Got to have your own take to back it up. That is true. That is For true. Sure. Um, wrapping up with that, as we said, objectively factual top ten. That's going to be our last segment. So, Clark, do you have any, you know, Instagram handles, any YouTube channels that you want to shout out real quick before we head out? Yeah, uh, if you guys have followed Trippy Lizard Roundnet, uh, that's on YouTube. That's on Instagram. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some tournament footage at some point for you guys um heck yes y'all can't see it but my fingers are heck crossed because yes. i'm waiting yeah. for it yep um also shameless plug forward. for clark join trippy fam the best investment yep. that you will ever make yep 
Trippy Fam was was a great thing that we did. Uh, hop on and get some exclusive content from mm -hmm. Andrew and I. But uh, other than that, I mean, thanks for having me on. This I'm glad you guys do this. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clark, thank you so much for being on. Um, Solomon and I have have loved having you. We've you were one of the people that when we started this, we were like, this is a guy that we need to have on. Well, finally, we can't not finally made it on a podcast and not have Clark Marshall be featured on it. Um, but yeah, guys like Clark said, go give him a follow at Trippy Lizard on Instagram, on YouTube. They are the leading creator of kind of fun round round net content on YouTube. I mean, we'll of spike and, and different things like that are their ideas. Um, and it's, they just, again, the best highlight videos out there. So for all your round night content and needs, definitely go give trippy lizard a follow. Um, and guys, that is sadly all that we do have for you today. Um, stay tuned. Solomon and I have plenty more planned for round the round. We got plenty more episodes coming up. Um, you know, there's a kind of a theme of board games that everyone likes. We may see if we can get some board night or board game nights going, through zoom or different things like that but we have got plenty on the horizon for you guys and and we are excited to continue to see where around the realm grows but yeah guys that is all that we have my name is josh and my name is solomon and we will see you around the realm